Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm the greatest. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He is so good and he he's so powerful to be around. With guest host, John Spider Sally. They came up with the phrase, jump the shark because of that episode. Every time they mentioned it. We were number one for five years after that. What did I care That's that true. there was a phrase? That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Earlier on the show, Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas. Still to come. 12-year NBA veteran Frank Burkowski. Plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's John Spider Sally. Yes, indeed. Welcome back. And I want everybody to know, I love Rich, but Susie... His wife is really my my friend. Like she's she's my road dog. It's my it's my sister, and I don't have sisters. And um, it's it's kind of like a uh, different strokes. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm one of the adopted black kids in her very <laughs> wealthy white family. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Susie's Dana Plato in this? Yeah, Susie Susie is is my road dog. She was she was like, yeah, you got to be on the show. We we would constantly have these conversations. I don't know, 12 years of doing this show, and this is my first time. No, I used to always say, I got to get on the show. Um, this hour, everybody. Oh, I'm loving to be here. This hour, everybody, my friend, um, we just had Isaiah Thomas. If you wasn't around or didn't get to hear him, shame on you. Right. That's the first thing. Second thing is my other friend that's going to be on in this hour is Frank Burkowski. Now, this is an unbelievable guy. So when we talked to him 12 years in the NBA, you know, it was a lot of one and two years at a lot of places, one and two years. He's an enforcer. I used to say to him, man, what what do you do that you only stay on a team for a year and a half? And then I learned how to do it. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> get your money, get out. LeBron, this situation to death. Um, so that's, that's going to be a great thing. And we're going to have conversation about, because he and I, you know, sit around and, and talk about a lot of things. We talk about the way the NBA is now, where it's come from, where we think it's going. Um, just great conversation, conversation about life. And a, a good friend of mine, and I always love talking to him. He's a little bit older than me. So I like getting, um, as I say, a lot of information from the vets. So the vets are still my vets, even though I'm a vet and older, the older guys still get the respect. Um, this summer, past summer, I was I was doing um, which way? I was doing which, what? The no, way? I'm just you were talking about last summer. I was like last summer. Last summer, last summer. Way to go! <laughs> he gave me he gave me he gave me the thumb. I said they don't hitchhike anymore. You get kidnapped. <laughs> um, I I did the sideline reporting for Big Three, and George Gervin and Dr. J, were and Clyde Drexler and 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 Spencer Haywood. And I'm seriously, you know, I knew I was a fan of these guys, but I used to, I was standing there even a year ago staring at George Gervin as if he was going to do something I hadn't seen him do. All he was doing was walking. <laughs> so I, I'm a huge fan of, of guys that I used to watch when I, was, when I was a youngster. And I wonder when I'm watching these guys play now, everybody, I, while I was sitting here, I realized what happened. Steph Curry has made the game fun for people who aren't tall. Because <laughs> look where he's shooting the ball from. He's shooting the ball. Everybody can do that. Everybody far. can throw the ball up to the rim. Maybe not get it to go in as efficiently as he does, but the game is back to being a regular size 
game, regular size. Before, you know, you had to be the guards are uh, uh, Tracy McGrady. Uh, the guards are uh, right now. The guard is is uh, um, what's another one? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can play guard. Kevin Durant oh, is six eleven. LeBron James plays point guard. He plays really. point guard. When when Magic came in, that was a that was a phenom. So the game is going back to the smaller guy. Um, can you say smaller guy? You can't say shorter guy, right? What is the politically correct things to say, TJ? <laughs> since you do social, the the small man. I think that's it. The but small short man. is also yeah. all relative. Steph is six three. Yeah. Yeah. Steph I mean, is six three. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. You know, I My feel like six, three. I'm pretty tall, John. <laughs> like Jason was like this morning when you and I stood up, Jason was like, it's the first time you've looked small in here. Like I'm six, three, so I feel big. But I remember one summer I hung out with Tony Parker and Steve Nash. Yeah. You watch them on TV. You're thinking both of those guys, they're both bigger yeah. than I am. Wow. You know, it's so. But you're bigger than them. If you put them together, you're you're more rounded. Well, yeah, are. a little bit. Yeah, I weigh more than the both of them. Yeah. <laughs> you weigh a little bit more. Steph Curry is six, three. Really? Yeah, no, yeah, he's he's really got to so. be like six one. I've never seen him in person, but that's what he's listed at. Really? He's listed six two. Well, how big is Brown? Jalen Brown? Yeah. Six six. Yeah, so you know he's more Kobe and Michael Jordan type. Okay. Yeah, but no, it, but for some reason, Steph just gives me small man. You know that that jump shot, you can throw it up there, and I think that's what the allure is. The allure is. You don't have to go in there and have these unbelievable dunks and things like that. Has he changed the game for the better yes. because of that? I think Steph Curry has changed the game for the better, period. And I think he, he has because uh, those shots he takes, he it doesn't look like he's throwing them up. It has form. He has the same form in every one of the shots. And he takes those shots in practice. When he's practicing taking those shots, that means he's changed the game. Uh, plus, they used to take those shots. The Celtics were great at that, right? Back in the back in the fifties, they, they those those were set shots, yeah. right? Uh, he just happens to jump on his. Yeah, definitely. I think he's changed the game for they the better. They were pulling from twenty eight feet though back then. Oh, right? Pistol Pete was. Yeah, Pistol Pete Pistol shot the Pete, ball yeah, in his but... sleep too. He, he shot it all the time. Well, he was an, an anomaly though. That guy. But you do you ever wonder why? Um, well, I I know the reason. We don't see all that video or tons of things. We don't see. They don't see because they can't market it. They can't sell it. They can't sell a Pistol Pete jersey. It's in black and white, too. <laughs> no, he's not. Pistol Pete was in black he's and in white. Black. It's in 16 about? millimeter. No, it's not in 16 Black and white? They got it. In, they have it in color. It's full color, bro. Short Pistol Pete video? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. No question. Yeah. You'll see him. You, you only see one or two. Um, it's just like the moon landing. You only see one or two of that. Uh, we're not going to get into the moon landing, right? Good. Oh, we're not going to. Good. We're not going to. Um, <laughs> not talking about it. Talking about it. TJ, how was Pride uh, Parade this week? I would have no idea, to be honest. With you. you got make, it. You got it. We had, it. To, we had to have somebody there to at least video it. I remember when I asked, I said, hey, can I get a camera to go down to the Pride video? They go, well, we're going to put it on the best dance sports show. I go, yeah, it's going to be hilarious. You know, got it. It's a part of life, man. It's part way oh, this for world sure. is going. It's a part. But no, I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't able to attend this year. You wasn't able to able to go down the. Uh, well, I told you West I got Hollywood. in a car wreck, so my car is all jacked up. So I ain't trying to do, go anywhere at this yeah. point. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do anything not to get gas. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even leave his house. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, hey, you cheap, know, my guy crashed. You got to send me an Uber. Uber. <laughs> My back is hurting. You, you mentioned know. the best damn. It's too bad Mike's not here today because he worked on that back in the yeah. day. Yeah, what, what was that like, uh, the phenomenon of that show? I remember watching it in the early 2000s. It was well, awesome. I, mean, I I told somebody yesterday, I remember Joe Buck said something that it was a silly show, and I got upset. And Chris Rose was like, come on, man, don't you know, chill. It's, it's Joe Buck. And I was like, what? <laughs> Y'all acting like Joe Buck is more important than what we're talking about. I couldn't get it. It was it was a lot of fun because we had comedy writers writing comedy about sports. And I knew that athletes were very sensitive. I knew they didn't have, a lot of them didn't have a, um, a funny bone in their body. Um, 
But it really got to the point. Tiger Woods didn't want to come on. I got to interview him, but he didn't want to come on because Tom Honor was making jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, but he wound up doing an interview with me because he, you know, I'm cool like that, um, and I got juice. Uh, but it was the most fun, and I say this because I know these guys are going to watch. Right? Um, we have John Entz, Weinberg, Becker. You know, uh, um, I, I don't want to leave all the names out because uh, I don't want to do it. Cahill, all the people who are executive producers. I I used to constantly say to them, this is the best job we're ever going to have. To get there, well, I got there at 1. The, the production meeting started at 1, so I get there at one ten, And uh, <laughs> I had to keep the stereotype going, bro. You know I, what I'm saying? Hey, hey I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, TJ gets it. He's late every day. Yeah, well, late. I mean, late is relative to yeah, what? Like you know. the show starts at nine. So. Is, I'm not late. I'm father time. Um, but we would we would CPT talk, people. We real. would talk about other people, like what we're doing now, right? And I thought, hey, it was going to be so much more fun. We already know what we're going to say. Have your opinion and and offend somebody a little bit. And that was the best part of it. Then we would get out of there, and they, I have to respect. I had no idea all the work you guys do to get into a show. None. I had no idea. I just thought you get there, you show up, you say what you say, and then you, you leave. No, it's a lot to it. I, I learned television being at Fox, best thing in the world. Um, and then, you know, everybody went over to the NFL Network. There was no need for me at the NFL <laughs> Network. <laughs> so I just did movies and reality shows and raised kids. That's about it. That was, that how, was uh, how crazy is Tom Arnold? Tom Arnold is one of the funniest people. I'm, I'm telling you, one of the funniest people I've met. And it's, he thinks it, which was amazing because a lot of times you get a lot of people and they go, oh, they're just funny. No, he, he literally put his work into his craft. And uh, when people were laughing at him and making jokes of him, he knows how to be funny. He knows where the camera is. He knows what's funny, what's not funny, when it's going to hit. It was it, That was a good thing. I got to watch what happens when you put it together and then when you get out get out there and it looks like it just happened. Right. No, he, he knew it was going to happen, how it was going to happen. So I learned a lot from Tom. Too. It was, it was a, he's a good friend too, good, a good person. And and yeah, he's been in good friend, yeah, he's been in a bunch of. Th- I mean, you, everybody likes coming on on this show, you know. Even though I'm friends with Rich and Susie, I I literally you know couldn't get on the show until I had a movie, and that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Do something worthwhile, and we'll put you on the show." Now, now finish parking the car. Um, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, I meant to say this to you guys because I saw, and everybody, I was in New York um, doing Kelly and Ryan, name drop, you know, since TJ's over there dropping names. We couldn't figure out why you were (laughs) there. Oh, yeah, I was in New York doing Kelly and and Ryan and auditioning like I'm doing here. And uh, (laughs) you guys were coming out of the sports Emmys. Mm -hmm. and, And you got nominated. We did outstanding daily studio uh, yeah, show. Daily studio show. How many? How many shows did you go up against? Uh, there were hundreds six total in the category. Well, I mean, but... hundreds. Well, yeah, but in that category, in that yeah. six got nominated. Okay, six and nominated. and who who wound up taking the trophy? Good morning football. Yeah, good morning football. Good on morning NFL, football on NFL Network with Kyle Brandt and Peter Schrager. Oh, that show is not better than yeah. this one. I mean. <laughs> So did you guys? <laughs> did not, you just wink? Did you guys don't you guys don't don't know about payola? You didn't you didn't pay you didn't pay anybody off. Well, uh, we, we don't want to be yeah. the ones to talk about it. But hey, since you're guest hosting, yeah, you? like let me tell you how it works, right? <laughs> it, it depends on how much advertising money is put out there, and then how many people get to hear it, and what's better for the whole thing. It's not that I mean, seriously, I watch this show, so it must mean that it's good. Because I don't waste my, my minutes. I mean, you can send a text to the guy who booked you for this. To the guy who, to the guy? Yeah. You guys say, should've, hey, hey. Should've, you should have. But you should have. But John, the and, wheels a little bit and, oh, and the, like in real talk, like, you know, saying the, the honor is to be nominated is true because I'm sure if you watch, you know, we were, and Rich has said this, we were very close to. Really? getting the, It was almost, the, the last rights were being read. 
wow. for us and for us to still be here today and to have gotten that nomination is it's really big. major because you see, you know, the people you see in this studio add two more people at home and that's our entire crew. That's, that's what we got putting this on. Every oh, day, it shouldn't so. cost that much then. I mean, if if Rich only takes six million and not seven, we can we can <laughs> fill in the gap. Another million between the rest of it. Yeah, you know, you can fill in the gap. We can make this like the show Friends. You know, if some if, if he just takes, you know, if we were favorite nations, it was, might be different. No, no favorite nation. There's no nation we're gonna be uh, that that would work in. Hey, um, I tell you this though, I was thinking when I was thinking about who was I gonna call, and I was gonna call Michael Irvin. And what I was going to do is something that most people don't do. And you guys are probably going to say no. But I was just going to go on my phone in the 11 o'clock hour I think and just call, just call people. No, Randomly. no, I think you should do that. I That's love great. that idea. Right? No, because here's the deal. Tell them, Chris. Tell, tell okay, me so here's the deal. Well, someone will just get casually brought up in conversation all the time, and Rich knows everybody. And right. he's very good friends with a lot of people. And so a name will just get brought up like Al Michaels or something, and I'll be like, FaceTime Al right now. And he'll go, oh, no, I can't do that to them. What if they're in the middle of X, Y, Z? I'm like, then it'll be even better. Right. Like, yeah, just, he, he, he just FaceTime him. He just won't do it. He'll like, well, let me text him and see if he's available. Like, no, that's not cool. No. Because you're giving them a heads up. <laughs> yeah, because if you text me and ask me if you can FaceTime me, I'm gonna say depending no. on who you are, there's Definitely a chance not. I'm going to be like, uh, I'm busy. No. I, no, but like, hey, we were talking about Shaq. FaceTime Shaq. Just do it. What if he's, what if he, who cares? <laughs> I said, I, I, okay, so I'm going to put a bunch of names out and, and we're going to say this. Oh, yeah, let me just say this again. Anybody that wants to give us a call, yeah, it's 844-204-RICH. Uh, okay, <laughs> just make sure. And I, I, I see what you got to say. I had my boy get on the phone from the D a little while ago. But you know what? I'm, I'm a, I should hit Charles Barkley. He'd probably be attempting to play golf at this time in the morning. Attempting. attempting. He, he yeah, attempting. that's what it is. Yeah, attempting. we'll take your calls at the end of this hour. We're going to talk to Frank Bukowski coming up, and then after that, we'll take your phone calls. So call We're going to take it, yeah. Call us right now. And I think I should, I should I think I'm going to try Michael Irvin. I didn't get a text back the other day. He's going to say, I didn't get a text from you. Uh, I didn't get a text back the other day. Uh because he would have given me an excuse and, and given me seven other people. I mean, should we FaceTime Tom Arnold? <laughs> I know. It. Let's, let's, see, let's, let's see if Tom Arnold's number is the same. Uh, I wanted Deion Sanders on. I love Deion. And I heard, you know, he lost a couple of toes. So I have to make some jokes about that, which, right? This is, this is, this is funny. I, I used to, any, anything that was really bad, they knew I was going to make a joke about it just to like break the ice. Yeah. Can't, that's another thing that the, the cancel culture doesn't like. They don't like you putting uh, comedy in, in spots. You I've been joke real. about things that are serious, which is, but, which is crazy. That should be the stuff you make jokes. That's about. right. That's, that's, that's where the, that's where the best comedy is in the truth. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Dave Chappelle, what's up? Maybe we should call Dave Chappelle. <laughs> that yeah. would be amazing. Would I mean, if amazing. you have a number for Dave, well, this audience, are we Republican <laughs> or Democrat? This audience? We yes. probably lean left. I don't know if we want to get it down yeah. this road. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was going to, no, I just wondered because I was going to call like Chuck D. And I was. <laughs> yeah, Chuck me, D's name got brought up as a potential guest a couple months ago. Yeah, man. Chuck D loves this game, man. Loves this sport of basketball. He loves all sports, but especially basketball. And I so. still say it's, it takes a nation of millions is the greatest hip pop album of all time, John Sally. Just mm. my personal opinion. Mm. Mm. Better than Wu-Tang? I think so. I mean, for what Public Enemy meant at that time and what they rapped about and what they stood for, uh -huh. not to swerve, Wu -Tang. but uh, I don't know, in 1980, 1989, 1989 at that point. 1989, the number. You know, even though funky that wasn't It Takes a Nation of Millions, but that's just my personal hip-hop opinion. Personal, man. All right, did I hear that we had to take a break in a second? Did he say that We to should me? probably go to break to get to Frank. Yeah, everybody, let me tell you. Um, I'm sitting in. My name is John Sally. I'm sitting in for Spider. Rich Eisner. And uh, Eisner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I always say Eisner. Miss <laughs> Eisen. And um, uh, his wonderful wife, Susie, probably has kept saying, you should, you should get Sal the host. You should let Sal host. That's probably what happened. 
<laughs> Maybe. She's All right, got here we pool. go. We'll be right back with Frank Bukowski. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back on. Everybody, this is the Rich Eisen Show. This is John Sally. I'm your host of the day. And while we were just watching the great Jay Billis, I played against Jay in college. I love I love this guy. Really knows the game. Um, I have literally was on the phone texting people. I went to Michael Irvin again. <laughs> Not going to have I went to Chuck D. Uh... I don't know. I got. I got to find somebody, somebody to to come on in eleven o'clock hour. That's gonna be it. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, I have one of my friends on, twelve-time uh, NBA veteran. Uh, we have this unbelievable friendship and relationship. How it developed and got to this point, I don't know. He even calls me by my real name, um, which is Meta World Peace. And uh, everybody, please give a warm welcome and listen to what we are going to talk about today. Frank Brickowski. Brick, what's up, brother? What up, Johnny? How you doing? How you living? So everybody, my real name is Johnny, uh, J-O-H-N-E-Y. And then my uncle's name is John Sally. He wind up passing. And then they were like, we're going to call you John now. And the reason they called me Johnny is so they can get us in between. But he calls me Johnny and I love him for it. Bro, I am sitting here. I was, you know, we talk all the time. Um, A lot of times uh, um, we're enjoying our favorite cocktail or, um, you know, and and we have great conversations. So I thought you'd be great on this show today. But before we get going... You were in um, San Antonio. And in yep. San Antonio, I guess uh, I can tell by my haircut it was 1989, 19, 1990, <laughs> 1989. It was a like, Gumby Fresh Fade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and my fade was unbelievable. It, was, it was, wasn't so cut well because we were in Houston. I mean, we were in San Antonio, and I wasn't letting anybody cut my hair. But if we can put this picture up. Uh, this is him choking me. <laughs> and, and while he's doing, and that's, uh, I think that's Eddie Rush right there. We call that white Eddie, Eddie Rush. Rush. Yes. Dennis is in the background. Yes. You grabbed the wrong guy. <laughs> and I said, Rick, I said, Rick, Rick, the sound, Rick, this is sound. Now, Brick is a big dude too, man. He could have, he could have just snapped my head off. I was like, it's sound. He turned around. He said, oh, wrong one. And it was my favorite, my favorite part. Uh, do you realize, do you remember grabbing me by the neck and why? No, 
when I saw <laughs> no. the picture, because the picture was on the cover of New York Times, I think, one of the big papers. And I remember just what you were saying. I don't remember. I went into it like a blackout, and I grabbed the first, closest person to me, and it happened to be you. And you just kept on saying, "Brick, it's me! Brick, it's me! Brick, it's me!" <laughs> don't kill me! Don't kill me! No, definitely. Uh, Brick, so what are you doing now? I'm retired. I'm up in Montana, and we spend our winters in uh, Palm Springs. I worked for the Players Association 15 years. Uh, retired a year and a half ago. Took my pension. I say I'm sliding into home. Right, you are. So look, this is when you mentioned that, and I told these guys, uh, and they told me just to hold it for the day. So the, you're in Montana. That's that was your summer house, right. and then you live somewhere else for your winter house, like. Right. Um, black folks only have one house. <laughs> you, if we got two houses, you got your house, you got mom and them house. Mom and them house is mom and them house. And then, uh, and for those who didn't understand my bionics, mom and them. So it's called mom and them. So you got your mom and them house, and then you got your house. And explain how you you have a summer house. How does that work? <laughs> so I was living in Oregon. My son was born in Oregon. I moved to Oregon from Manhattan Beach, California to be a father to my son for 18 years. He, when he turned 18, he goes, dad, I'm out. I was like, me, me too. <laughs> we moved down to LA to Hermosa Beach. I used to live in Manhattan Beach, moved down to Hermosa Beach right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And my son was having anxiety, you know, and I was like, Hey, just pump the brakes, settle down. He goes, I don't want to be around these many people. I don't want to be, and he's 18 at the time. I was like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. We don't even know what this thing is yet. And so we're going to bed that night. My wife said to me, look, as adults, we can't get our brain around what's going on in this world. How can you demand of your son to pump the brakes? I said, all right, we leave. We left the next day. And we took off from Montana. And we get to Salt Lake, and we wake up to news of an earthquake the night before, 6.2, which is significant. Mm-hmm. So we're driving through Salt Lake looking for earthquake damage, running from a pandemic. And I turned to my wife and I'm like, when did we become part of a B movie? Like, is this really <laughs> happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like earthquakes, pandemic. I don't even know what a pandemic is, you know? So anyway, we hightailed it to Montana, turned the summer home into a winter home by insulating and doing some projects. And, uh, then we were here in the wintertime, and I, I can tell you how we started looking. It was in 1986, 87, 88, somewhere in there, Larry Kristobiak, who was the coach of Utah and played in the league for a long time, was the head coach of the Bucks for a while. He was on our team in San Antonio, and they scheduled a preseason game in Missoula, Montana. But Larry had been traded, so here we go as a team to Missoula, Montana, and I started looking around, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable country unbelievable so i started looking so i was good friends with charlie sheen at the time and we charlie decided sheen we're buy a ranch. the actor we're, the, the actor we're going to buy a ranch together in montana and we did and that's how i ended up here 30 years ago and ended up selling that place and buying a lake house on my own um so i live on the same lake as phil jackson Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you just can't get past. You can't slide past the fact that you and Charlie Sheen bought a, a ranch together. Is that the Bunny yeah. Ranch? A <laughs> uh, uh, horse ranch, hunting ranch, fun ranch. So wow. when I was at the Lakers in 85, 86, I had just seen Platoon. And I go to the game the next night, and Charlie's sitting in the front row, and I'm just like, Oh, my God, I'm just starstruck because the movie was great, and I invited him in the locker room, and we ended up being best friends for a good eight, ten years. He was a great kid, great sense of humor, really generous, really loving, just, you know, what everybody saw was a tragedy of late stages of addiction, but Charlie's good people. Wow, that's something. So I love, I love that. That was You, you slipped that one. I, I had no idea that was gonna, you were going to say that. So you get the good news is he paid for half of everything, and I think he visited the ranch twice. Well, you got (laughs) over. Mm -hmm. Good partner. Yeah, these jokes that I have flowing right now that's going in my brain, I can't drop them all. So let me let me let me hit you with this one. So, Brick, you and I were talking, and we're talking about going, and this is, and I'm telling you, you're gonna love this. Chris, go love this. 
you said there's no way that Curry would be able to drive down the lane unmolested. And the word, the fact that you even used the word molested. What <laughs> do you think would happen if he were playing eighties, mm, nineties? How long do you think he would I, last? I'll give you an example, and I could send you a picture. We're in the Western Conference Finals. I'm with Seattle. We're playing Utah. John Stockton, who I never really liked. I don't think anybody really liked John Stockton, but he was a great, great player. And he comes in the lane, and I would lead with my hands like I'm going for the ball. I'll catch you with an elbow if I need to. You know, it's, it's what happens when you come in the lane and you go hard to the hole. And I caught him. I gave him 11 stitches, and he's walking away from me, and blood's dripping down his cheek. I'm 37 years old at the time. I can't do. I don't have much left in the tank. He yells at me. That's all you can do anymore, Brick. That's all you can do. I said, Yeah, Johnny, but I'm still pretty good at it. Go fix your eye. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. So do you think the NBA? Everyone blames us. Somebody said that we were bad boys, and I say no. There's more guys like Brick and Scott Hastings and. And uh, some other thugs, Bill I'm going to say. Anthony Mason. Yeah. The list goes on. Oakley. But that, that lead now, you understand, these guys are worth $500 million. Some of these guys are worth what some companies are worth. You can't, you can't put, them on the, put them on their back. So when you watched, are you entertained by watching the NBA now? Yeah. Yes and no. You know, I, when, let me back up for a second. Where, where I put the blame – and the credit is on David Stern's shoulders. When David came in at 32 and was the commissioner, the youngest commissioner of any major sport, he brought in his marketing genius. And prior to him and his marketing machine and genius, you had to win championships to be a superstar. And you mm. can go down the list of Michael and Larry and whoever, um, Magic. And then he came in and said, no, 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 no. You don't have to win championships. The championships to be a, a superstar. All you got to do is have Wall Street like you and sell sneakers. We'll make you a superstar. So that's where I give them credit for making us all a lot of money. But the game's a little dishonest in my view, right? It's like anywhere in the world, on any basketball court, if you're a guard and you go into that forest of big men, you're getting hit. There's contact. Yes. Nowadays, it's like you just go unmolested to the hole and – I'm like, how's that? I don't understand. Mm, everybody, Frank Murkowski on the phone. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, I was looking at your career and checking out that you, you spend two years a couple of places, one year a couple of places. Uh, why was that? They just brought you in as a bruiser, or did you piss somebody off in front in the front office? No, well, I played 11 years for three teams. Yeah. Roughly. And the others were pit stops or whatever. But, you know, when I came in the league, I, all I could do was beat people up, just bang. <laughs> and I slowly developed a game. You know, by the time I left, I was, I was a legitimate three-point shooter. I shot 40-some percent. I had both hands down low. I could shoot the mid-range. So I, I, had, uh, I had some skills, but I had to develop that. When I first got in the league, I was just a banger is all I was. Oh, everybody. And definitely in a choker because you got me right around my throat. Yes, man. I I was nervous. I was nervous. I saw it in your eyes. You choke one guy and you become a choker. You you become a choker. You get it it going. All right. So we have the Celtics tonight up in San Francisco against the Warriors. Series 2-2. I'm going to go to my old vet. Tell me what you think is going to happen. You know, I don't, I don't even know anymore. With the way these guys shoot the basketball and Steph and Clay, it's like I can never bet against them. Mm. Right? I, I, I just can't. You know, they can turn it on. It used to be you're down 12, 15 points, you know, a couple minutes left. The game was pretty much over. Now it's like, well, this is just when it gets started for those guys. It's like they start – I mean, John, you, you tell me. Have, have you ever seen anybody shoot like this? Uh, from where he shoots from. Not from where he shoots from. And we used to have a rule. First two, 100 wins. That That's out of the window because these guys are scoring 126, 136 points. So it used to be, hey, first two to 100, you know, you can you can see it tapering down. Right. Not anymore. They and, they figured plus, it out. And plus, if a, if a guy did a dance after he had a shot, he did a little shimmy, 
he got touched up the next play. Like, that was back in our day. That was embarrassing. Like, he was trying to embarrass you. Where now, everybody does. Yeah, everybody has a dance. Everybody has a dance, hairstyles. I, I, I don't even remember getting a haircut during the finals. I don't even remember getting a haircut. I don't remember anything except uh, having to be back there the next day. These guys got hair color. Their, their lines are amazing. But they are superstars, and they, they, they have become uh, walking superstars. Like right. an NBA player. A walking conglomerate. Yeah. When, I, when we played in Milwaukee, you walked across the street to the Mecca. You know what I'm saying? If if a person got an autograph from you, you would like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll sign that right. and I'm keep it going. But now, not the way it is. These guys are walking um, companies, I would say. And you and you can speak to this better than I can, Johnny. I played in one final. They started three games. The exhaustion was overwhelming, and I wasn't even playing that many minutes. Where you went four times or won four rings. I don't know how many finals you went to, but it's just that that constant pressure, that constant pressure cooker that just wears you down. So when I look at Clay on the bench and, and, and Steph and those guys, I'm like, how do they do it year after year after year and perform at their level? It's just amazing. That, that's what amazes me. You know, my wonderful producer said you went, like, right, you and Dennis Rodman going ahead. That was, that was a tough one. Was that, was that the year that he was in the finals going against Dennis? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you were exhausted. See, Dennis is from a planet just outside of Pluto. So, you know, yeah, he's definitely from a different planet. He's from a different planet, and he's a different a different human. Kind of like you, man. Kind of like you. I, I want to come up to Montana, um, but, you know, I, I heard uh, that you guys, you know, everybody has a rifle. and um, We got everyone, plenty of guns. Yeah, you have plenty of guns, and guys walk with a lot of boots. Uh, I don't have cowboy boots. Um, I don't eat meat. I don't know if I can go to Montana. What size shoe are you? I might have a pair of boots you can wear. Oh, oh, Nike? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I went to a Shaq rap concert in Kalispell, Montana 20 years ago. What? He, if you ask him, he'll tell you a funny story. We so Phil. Oh, that's right. Phil tells that story. He came home and Shaq was jumping on his trampoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, Howie Long's a real close friend of mine. He's he's godfather to my son. He has a house here also for twenty five years. We've been coming here. So we see a poster in the the town where we're at. Shaq putting on a rap concert in an hour away. So we go. We, I mean, like I, I love Shaq. I mean, I've known him since he was fifteen in San Antonio. So we go, Howie and I and his three boys, and we're in the audience. There's probably 200 people at a rodeo stadium. Shaq comes out and starts going into his rap songs, and he sees me in the middle of his first song, and it stops him dead in his tracks. (laughs) He just just stops the song. And he can't believe, he goes, Brick, he goes, what are you doing here? Like, you're not supposed to be here. And... He, he walks to the back of the stage and kind of gathers himself and goes back into the song. And he looks at me again like 30 seconds later, and he sees Howie Long standing right next to me. He stops the song again. He goes, Howie Long? <laughs> 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 we are dying laughing. And then he gathered himself. He brought the kids up on the stage. And we have pictures of this. It's just, I give him a hard time every time I see him about it. Yeah, it, Montana. You know, I've never been to Montana. I haven't been to Mississippi either, so don't feel bad. I haven't been to Mississippi. I saw the movies. <laughs> no... I get Mississippi, but Montana is a good state. Montana, I mean, it, we it's a friendly, loving state. We 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 have a, a wonderful time. The lake we're on is 187 miles of shoreline, so it's a huge body of water. It's just nothing but fun. You'd have a ball. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am such a city kid, and I would love to. Uh, but is there a flight, or do I have to, like, can I take a, a – they got a private airport? Not that I'm bragging about private planes <laughs> or anything, but that you could also rent them through me. But can you I, ride a horse? I'm seven foot, bro. 
<laughs> I'm seven foot. Like, you'd be crazy to watch a horse with six legs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's like, I had my legs running with the horse's leg. It's just not going to go. But I, <laughs> and I'm an animal activist. I don't know if we if animal activists even ride horses. But uh, I, I, I get some stirrups. I think I used to like riding horses. Um, at, the, at the circus. Yeah. We had Alvin Robertson. Remember Alvin Robertson? Yeah, where's where's Alvin? Yeah, he's, over in, he's living in England somewhere. But we had him up here. Larry Kustoviak was close with him. I was close with him. Larry's from this area, and we put him on a horse. And the horse, he got kind of scared, and the horse got kind of scared, and they started going at it. And Alvin ended up underneath his neck, with his legs wrapped around on the saddle, and his arms choking the horse. <laughs> oh I'm choking the horse out. <laughs> you can't. Say you uncle. Can't make this up. You can't make this up. We saw him running around for a good three minutes, which felt like three hours. Him not knowing what to do, the horse not knowing what to do, and finally Alvin let go of the horse, and the horse took off. And we didn't see him for four days. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell you why that horse was on some. All right, hey Frank, I appreciate you, man, and we will talk right. again. And uh, stay alive, Scotty. brother. And I can't wait to come up to the lake helicopter. Right, I love you helicopter i'm not not doing those long rides all right everybody that was my friend frank brikowski for a 12 time uh 12 years in the nba and three teams that's amazing three teams he said 11 years of three teams but it's he played on some great teams in case you want to know charlotte oh this should be this should be a great one charlotte hornets uh seattle supersonic see this is why he should be a trivial because you can say he played for the Sonics, and nobody would know who you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're they going to they get a team again. Do you think so? I do. They've mm. already NBA's it's already it, been talking it about. It seems expansion. like the league's going to expand. Teams should be in Vegas. Vegas. That's one of them. Yeah, and LeBron uh, says he wants to own the Vegas team. So yeah, teams should be in Vegas. Well, the Vegas go. team would be the best. The league's going to make that happen, and then I think Seattle gets their team back. All right. So everybody didn't know Seattle used to have a team, and then they went to uh, Oklahoma, and. Um, not saying it was a mistake, but I like I like the team in Seattle. I love Seattle. It was one of my favorite places to yeah, be. Fun city. I also find Brukowski kind of his career is weird because he went from being about a th- four point per game scorer with Seattle, then he goes to the Spurs. He bumps up to sixteen a game. Yeah, like that's that's a huge shooting three. It's a huge jump, man. So I, and this is the deal: when you start letting people play. I, I say this to when you start seeing, and I say this to these people who, who go into it. When you start seeing people in the NBA, and I hear a guy go, oh, man, that guy sucks. You can't and get into the league. There's no mistakes. Yeah, we we talk about that a lot. There's like, no, maybe in football, but like when they, when you, I remember they used to dog, uh, what was his name, Brian Leaf or Ryan Leaf? Brian he, Leaf. Because comes, he didn't. He, he, he didn't, guess didn't, I was here, yeah. Uh, let me tell you, <clears throat> he's a good player. Yeah, <laughs> it's just certain places it doesn't click. It doesn't, doesn't click. mean you're not a good player. And I, I remember I got to Detroit, and I'm trying to score. And Chuck Daly's like, "I need block shots and rebounds. If not, I need a new player." I don't know. Oh, I'm great at shot blocking shots and rebounding, <laughs> Chuck. You got to do what it does, what you do to get into it. But uh, he was a great player, and this is he played in Europe first. I think it was yeah for three seasons. That I think. I think this, if you're not going to go to college, and I'm not going to say anything because it would be controversial, I would send my kids. Best thing to happen with Lonzo Ball. Yep. I'm telling you, if you want to be an NBA player, you got to play Tony Parker. Tony Parker started playing pro. LaMelo. LaMelo. Yeah. 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 Who did I say? You said Lonzo. Lonzo went to UCLA. Uh, Went right by it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) University in a corner of La Cienica Avenue. Uh, It... West when you, you when you play when you play Tony Parker played for his father professional at 15 years old, um, um, Mello mm-hmm. goes over to uh, Lithuania. A few places, yeah, yeah man. It, then Lithuania. Yeah. It, it it does nothing but make you a better pro. He's going to be a ten times better pro. So all those college kids out there that think they're going one and out, if I was if I were in their position, I would go to Europe and play in Europe. When Bruce? I played in Greece. Great Rich Guy. All right, everybody, we'll be right back with more on the Rich Eisen Show. John Sally. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, 
I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back. John and Sally, I'm sitting in right here at the Risk Island Show. And this is a trip. That is one of the, obviously, biggest humans ever. Ever. But he's so, he's so entertaining. Every time I see him, like in the commercials or something, that's amazing. Can you imagine how big those hands are? Oh, we've I mean, he, was, shook he was here. He, he's seven foot three, and he also weighs over 300 pounds. Yeah. But he's shredded. But he has very low body fat. Yeah, which is he's weird. jacked. Yeah, he, he, it's it's amazing. That is amazing. I remember when I I, I met Yao Ming. Uh, oh, that's and, the biggest uh, right there. Yeah, I I'm I'm six eleven three quarters, six ten and three quarters, but six eleven three quarters, and I was looking up, and he was like another like half my body, so he was like this big, and I just kept looking at it. And I'm thinking, oh. What are they doing? And I saw a Shaq dunk on them, and I'm thinking, man, massive humans. I had uh, Manute Bo was my teammate. I stood next no to him way. all the time. Yeah, in Miami. And he kept saying, Sal, give me some room. Why are you so close? I go, I never looked up, and I would just constantly do it. I would constantly look up at Manute and go, this is the most amazing thing. I, I, and people would do it to me. they go, my, you're a giant. I go, nah, let me show you a giant. And I <laughs> bring played, him over to that. You play against Jorge uh, Murasan. George yeah, Murasan right? too was, and you know when you run into them, they don't move. <laughs> they don't move. They don't. They they they're very. It's, just now watching that piece, I was thinking, God, I, I remember looking at that guy's hands, thinking, don't want to piss him off. Right. Um, all right. So this hour, we were just going to pick up the phone and call, but you know, I didn't want to be dissed, so I called Michael Irvin. Um, didn't pick up. I called Chuck D, went straight to voicemail. So we're going to have to pick some. I was going to call Byron Davis, but I don't know. Uh, uh, Maybe Byron Scott. That would be fun. That's a good one. Yeah, let's just see if we can get Byron Scott. What's up with with Dennis? Dennis Rodman? Mm -hmm. I I don't know if he carries a phone. I he know. would have a flip phone, though, right? I feel he like would he, have a flip phone, he would be right? a flip phone guy. He seems like he wouldn't have a phone, period. Flipper. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I think somebody else would be holding the phone. Um, Dennis, Dennis doesn't um, – a lot of things that we take for granted, uh, Dennis Modern doesn't technology. have to deal with. <laughs> My, well, you know, matching clothes colors, things like that <laughs> we, take, we take for granted. And Dennis, Dennis will wear some cool sweats and, and a boa and, uh, and that call of the night. You know what I'm saying? Like he can, he can get away with that. Like you saw him at the top 75. He can get away with whatever he wants to wear. Um, I got to think of that. I got to think of who we're going to ring up. Maybe we can just call it out. I'll, I'll bring the phone out. And we'll just make these phone calls and see I what mean, I happens. Think, I think maybe lob a text to Tom Arnold, see if the number's the same. Yeah. Yeah, I should do that. Tom Arnold. Keep coming at him. Hey, what, who, who are you thinking, TJ? I mean, Dennis. We call, oh, Lamb Beer. No. <laughs> no. Bill, Bill wouldn't get on the show. <laughs> That's Joe a, Dumars? Joe Dumars, Joe no. Okay. No. no. What about Vinny? 
Vinny, Vinny runs a $300 million company. You think he has a chance to come? <laughs> That's your like, man's in them, though. Yeah. Uh, maybe Rick Mahorn. about Mark Aguirre? Draws, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard to get. I try to get him to do something with this uh, this app I was working with. You know? So I would keep going. Keep going. Okay, we'll figure this out. All right, hold on. All right, I'm, look, I'm looking at the, the last year you were on the 99-2000 Lakers team. Yeah, Rick Fox. Was, uh, oh, Glenn Rice was on that team. I know. Maybe we should call Glenn Rice. That would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. I'm going, I'm, I think, I think I'm going. Rick Fox is on that team. What's up with baby Jordan? Oh, oh man, Harold let me Minor. tell you. Oh, Harold Miner. I, I, I tried to get back. Uh, you know, when I went. When I saw Harold, I was playing for the Toronto Raptors, I think it was. Because we sometimes forget you play with the Heat because that yeah. was the one team you didn't win the ring with. Yeah. Uh, well, that and the Raptors I didn't ring, win oh, yeah. a ring with. Um, but I but I thank you for mentioning that to people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every team I've ever been on, you know. <laughs> don't, don't get it Don't get it twisted. Uh, I was the reason for the winning. First player uh, to ever win rings with three different teams was yeah. John Sally, if I'm not mistaken. I know. I deserve seven championships, though. And the reason I say that is <laughs> yeah. Jerry Krause told me, Jerry Krause told me that I was going to have to sign a minimum contract which was 365000 And I said, no way. I know it sounds cocky, but Michael Jordan's making 300000 a game. And I said, Jerry, you can't sit me next. And I'm with him all the time. And he can, you know, he, he would kill me if I was at a plus. I knew I know how to negotiate, but it didn't work out. And you got to be able to walk away. I walked away and he gave it to Robert Parrish. I wasn't mad that he gave the position to Robert Parrish because I'm a Celtic fan. I loved it. But Robert only played like 17 games, nine games, and took $2.5 million that should be in my pocket and uh, retired. So that was that. That was that. So, what about Dickie Simpkins? Oh, I love, man. Dickie, you know, it was a trip with Dickie. Dickie, Dickie had to sit down when I came on to the Bulls. And then his locker is right next to me. <laughs> so I, you know, young fella, young fella, you know, that's what I would say, man. I would, I would get into the young fella conversation and yelling. I got it, you know, and it's a trip because Chris Paul is doing something right now with uh, Michelle Obama. They're here in here in California, and uh, I was going to call him up, but I knew that where he was because uh, I'd already thought about. Yeah, yeah, that's going to get to it. So this phone call is going to be great. Here we go.